Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios. National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. 855 855- Two one two four two two seven. Send the tweet. Send them hot at Ken Carmen C A R M A N. Got college football playoffs out the wazoo today. Got hot takes brimming out the wazoo today. Obviously, I started off. I want to. I might get to the phones of the opening segment. I'm not sure. I tell you right now, this is as good a time as ever to get in. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I start off with Mike McCarthy, and I understand, folks. I know that he looks like an old pile of mashed potatoes. I know that he looks like mayonnaise left out in the sun. I know that he looks like a fast food manager about to tell you bad news that they are not going to honor the coupon that ended just a couple of days ago. I understand that Mike McCarthy looks boobish. I got that. Just hear me out. Just, Just one moment, okay? You go back to 2014, they lost to Seattle in the NFC Championship game, a game that they had, a game that was right there for the taking. They end up losing to that game. He relinquishes play calling duties a little bit later on in week 15 of 2015, ends up taking back those play calling duties. And then it's this this back and forth, this tug and pull about Mike McCarthy and whether or not he's actually a good play caller, whether he should be calling the plays, whether he should be giving it up to somebody else. And over that time, Lose, 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 lose in the playoffs. 11 through 12, divisional game, divisional game, wild card game to San Francisco, the aforementioned NFC Championship game, the divisional game again, this time to the Cardinals back in 15, and in 16 to the Falcons in the NFC Championship game. No playoffs last year because, you know, well, you know no, no Aaron Rodgers. He just gets canned. And I want you to hear me out. He looks like a disagreeable person. He looks like he, you would definitely want to blame him for cutting the fart in the crowd, let alone not having the good play calls, not being able to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, not being the guy who, who can work with Aaron Rodgers and take them to the next level and get them to that Super Bowl. But when I read articles in, in Sports Illustrated earlier this week, And it reads like this. This is from Sports Illustrated back on, I believe, Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. McCarthy, like Rogers, is an alpha male. When people familiar with the two are asked to describe their relationship, most say it's defined by tension. Until this year, it was a healthy tension that lifted both quarterback and coach. In 2018, something has been different. McCarthy is the play caller, but because Rodgers is so intelligent and such a good improvisational player, 
the quarterback has the green light to change plays on the field as he sees fit. He does so often that it can be hard for McCarthy to get into a rhythm as the play caller. McCarthy might call the same play three times in a game without the play actually being run as he called it. And if McCarthy calls a play that Rodgers doesn't like early in the game, that can sour the mood for the rest of the game. Several sources familiar with the inner workings of the organization say that it evolved into a competition over who can call the better play and both want the credit when things go right. Aaron Rodgers is going on, what is it, Ryan, 36 years old? Yep, roughly. 36. I made this clear last week. I made this clear about a month and a half ago when things first started to boil up. Patience. Patience and virtue, time and pressure, they're not good roommates. Right now at 35, going on 36 years old, Aaron Rodgers can see the end of the road. Packers fans can see the end of the road. And so now you have a guy who's, who's at the plays, who's at the controls of everything, who, who doesn't trust the head coach. Now, given amount of time, that, that bubbling over where Tom Brady has gotten another Super Bowl, has been to Super Bowls and lost, where, where Carson Wentz and the next generation of quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, have started to take over during that time. You're starting to see pressure get to Aaron Rodgers a little bit. The injuries have started him out with Aaron Rodgers. He just turned 35. Today is actually his birthday. Ryan, you can say it on the radio. It's okay. Well, I just figured it out myself, so I don't want to just, just jump say in it on the radio. Ryan, we're on a radio show. We, I invite you to say it on the radio, bud. Next time so at 35 years old, the injuries have started him out, the shoulders, the knees, the legs, the whole shebang. Pressure is starting to get to Aaron Rodgers. This has created a discord within the power between the two players. This has created a discord between, I should say, the power between the player and the head coach. And obviously it's reached ahead. When you're losing to the to the Cardinals at home, a bad football team that is going to be in need of a retooling and then a build-up with Josh Rosen, when you're doing that, it is DEFCON 1. And that's what happened with the Packers earlier today. I think Mike McCarthy's still probably a good coach. I think Mike McCarthy's name to NFL fans across the country is mud because he's not just a head coach of a good football team that has fallen on hard times and been a tremendous disappointment and with a quarterback who's fallen on some hard times and been a part of a team that's been a tremendous disappointment and a quarterback that has pressure where he sees his contemporaries going and winning more rings. He sees guys behind him nipping at his heels going out and winning more rings, putting up numbers that are ungodly in the future of this league, and it's starting to get to him because he knows the future could be very, very quickly, and every single game that they lose very quickly becomes that much more of a tremendous problem to him, and he can't handle the guy who's calling the players on the sidelines to the point where he can't trust him. And I don't know who he will. Maybe it's just a different face. Maybe he needs to. Maybe we need to go to Joe, back to Joe, Joe Namath, and he needs to call those plays. Maybe that's the way it needs to go. But for Mike McCarthy, the problem becomes one: yeah, you've been a little strong in your opinion of yourself over the last couple of years when you said that you were an elite football coach. A lot of guys would like to agree with that. Bill Belichick agreed with it. Troy Aitman on the broadcast on Fox today when the news had broken that Mike McCarthy was fired said that there's no one better and he's not going to be, at, he's not going to be out of work for, for very long. Said And he went as far to say, Troy Aitman did, that Mike McCarthy got a raw deal in Green Bay. But he is with one of the most popular quarterbacks in NFL history. 
He's with one of the most prolific quarterbacks in NFL history, a guy who has one Super Bowl, and people are looking for someone to blame. They ain't going to blame him. They're going to blame Mike McCarthy because it's always easier to switch out a head coach than it is a franchise quarterback. Bill Belichick learned this this last year when it came down to Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo, and Mike McCarthy just learned it the hard way. So now for Aaron Rodgers, you have your football team. You have the guy you want, Joe Philbin, who's a whatever for the rest of the year. Then you can figure out and probably handpick the guy you may want to be the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Brett Favre was supposed to have it his way, and then things went a little bit up and down. He didn't even want Mike McCarthy to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. He was very adamant about that. So you always have to be careful what you wish for because you think that you know, and he may very well know. Aaron Rodgers might end up having the season of his life in 2019. 2018's a lost cause for crying out loud. But he might end up having the season of his life in 2019. And then he ends up being right. He vindicates himself. It's one of the greatest stories in the NFL. Or, or an older quarterback continues to get a little bit older, presses a little bit more, watches the young gun swim up right by him, watches the young gun surpass him, and watches things slip away yet again. Because you've used your excuse. We all want to blame Mike McCarthy, and I'll be filled with call after call who's going to blame Mike McCarthy for what's going on in Green Bay. And they'll have several valid points for that. But now it's on Aaron Rodgers. And because this is your last dance, we'll remember him lovingly. We'll remember his career as one of the finest ever. There will be the question of what happened at the end. And whether or not, with with us as pundits, and fans who listen to the pundits every day and talk about sports, when we compare him to the greatest of the greats, whether or not he got in his own way at the end. That's what's at stake right now for Aaron Rodgers for this year and for the next few. I can see the pressure getting to him. That's understandable. But if you let go of a guy who has been a good football coach, God, they've won 10 games plus 10 games over the last three of the last, or excuse me, three of the last five years, He's basically averaged 10 wins his entire career. He's been a a fine football coach in his own right. Maybe the voice has gone silent, or at least the voice with Aaron Rodgers has gone silent. We're going to find out here over the next couple of years. But for Mike McCarthy, his name is such mud throughout the NFL that I don't know, not through the NFL, but through the NFL's fans, I don't know where he ends up next. Obviously, people are going to draw conclusions because John Dorsey's in Cleveland. John Dorsey used to be a Green Bay Packer in his own right, used to work in the front office with Green Bay before he went to Kansas City and now has ended up with the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people are going to draw those conclusions. Again, I think Mike McCarthy is a good, strong offensive mind and can be a good, strong NFL head coach. And it could be an Andy Reid principle where maybe he needs a change of scenery to get the name back, to get things going again, and to become that proverbial forward thinker the way that Andy Reid has seen, even at 60 years old. All that said, Baker Mayfield has been a very strong-willed young man and a guy who pays attention to everything that's written in the NFL about players, about coaches, about what's said about him. Certainly, we know that. And, of course, what's been said about the Cleveland Browns over the recent years. I wonder if there will be an issue with trust from the very get-go, a la what we're just seeing with Aaron Rodgers. If it were to come down to this, I think the best fit for Mike McCarthy is, A, maybe taking time away, or B, if there's going to be a switch with the Jets, and it looks like there's going to be a switch with the Jets after this season, they're definitely going to wait. It seems that Woody Johnson and his family are going to wait until definitely at the end of the year. I think that that might be the best fit that he has. Young quarterback, guy with talent, 
offensive mind with Mike McCarthy, does not have trust issues, it seems, does not have those thoughts. Very young, very moldable. You can work with him. You can turn him into the quarterback. You can you can take things with the tools that Sam Darnold has, and you could work with him and say, okay, this is where things went wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Eventually, a lot of guys turn in Aaron Rodgers. You start to see the future, and, and you start to get frustrated over that. Happens with them all. Happens with Tom Brady. Happens with every great quarterback over the years. Seems to not have happened with Drew Brees. He seems to be the most likable guy in NFL history. But either way, a lot of guys it happens to. But you can take Sam Darnold and say, gosh, over the next five to ten years, you could get his career going in the right way, put him in there, lump him in with those young guns, see if you can create something in New York. He's coachable. He's malleable. He thirsts on that, and he would be looking for something that's standard, something that he can count on. For Mike McCarthy, an alpha male, strong-willed coach, a guy who will be given time because of his track record in New York. I, I know that's a strong thing to say about the Jets, who should be given time because of his track record. Should and will, okay, those are different things. Who should be given time. I, I think that's the best matchup. You know, I know that some people in Cleveland will wonder about that. Still, the trust factor brings it in. I think that already Baker Mayfield has had problems with trust and who he trusts to see and, and what he's heard. Certainly that's gone on with Hugh Jackson. I wonder if that happens with, with Mike McCarthy. But with New York, gosh, you just have a young guy, a really young quarterback who can do a lot of things for you and can learn the way you want him to learn, and you'll get very little resistance whatsoever. And it seems to be from where you've come from where every play call was a fight, where your quarterback was undermining you. You go through a week, and I can see where it's frustrating for Mike McCarthy. You go through a week of preparation every single week, picking apart the most minute details to get ready for an opponent, and immediately from the very get-go, your own quarterback is not on the same page and is undermining you from the very start of a football game. That's the most frustrating thing in the world. You'd have to feel powerless. Sam Darnold's a guy who would do his bidding. For the better or for the worst. And I just don't believe that when this is all done, and we'll have plenty of Packers fans who disagree tonight, I'm sure. I just don't believe when this is all done that he is that much of a burden that it is all his fault. All of a sudden he forgot how to coach. All of a sudden he doesn't know how to call plays. All of a sudden he doesn't have anything of what gave him any sort of magic when they won the Super Bowl back in 2010. There's none of that left. It's all gone? Really? It's it's all gone. None of it's back ever again. It's 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 always in the past, never to come back. I don't believe it. I, I just don't believe it. If he has a quarterback and a quarterback that's willing to work with him, I think it could work out for him. I think it could work out for Aaron Rodgers with somebody else, somebody who's not like Mike McCarthy. I've said this a million times over Jason Garrett and with Jerry Jones. I think that Jerry Jones, in a lot of ways, I think Jason Garrett – puts a lot of pressure on himself and puts a lot on his shoulders to cover up for the misdeeds and the misdoings of what's gone on with the Dallas Cowboys. I think that Jason Garrett, every time he wins, gets a little, should get a little bit more credit as time goes on and should be given some extra credit because of that. But by and large, I think Jerry Jones puts his hand up his back and works Jason Garrett like a hand puppet, more like a ventriloquist dummy. I think Aaron Rodgers needs one of those. If Aaron Rodgers wants to take over, if he thinks that it's best, and you know that this is the end, if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you have nothing. So Aaron Rodgers is your best shot unless you go out and you draft the very next one in this class. Doesn't look very great, even though you'll be drafting pretty high at 4-7-1. 
This class doesn't look very good. So maybe it would be better to get somebody who doesn't really want to rock the boat and somebody who's going to be willing to let Aaron Rodgers do something we haven't seen for quite a while and call his own plays or at least have very heavy influence on what plays are called as the weeks lead up to it. Because you got to try something. Because I know this. I, I think that Mike McCarthy's a good coach. Aaron Rodgers is still talented. But this breakup, surprising when it happens, very unpacker-like. But I think both are going to be better without each other. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. We got calls. We'll get to them next. Also, the college football playoff. Who got it right? Who got it wrong? I think if you were saying that Georgia should still be in the playoff, I think you're absolutely nuts. We'll get to that coming up. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I think that, one, Mike McCarthy probably needs a new young quarterback that he can he can mold into the way that he wants him to make. I think that, I think that Mike McCarthy, the... The overwhelming spotlight of New York is very tough. So I think that if Mike McCarthy went to the Jets, there might be some concern there. But I think with him and Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold is a very meek young man who's who's growing into himself as an NFL quarterback, very young. I think that it would be perfect. It would give him more confidence. He's with an offensive guy a guy who knows how to work with quarterbacks, a guy who knows how to work with him. I think it would be a perfect situation for him. I think with Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield comes in headstrong. He's already had a coach that he obviously does not like or does not trust. And because of what's gone on, Baker Mayfield pays attention to a lot of the national perspective and a lot of what the pundits say. I think there might be immediate trust issues between Baker Mayfield and Mike McCarthy. Even though there's a strong connection between John Dorsey and Green Bay and and the Browns and Green Bay, certainly over the last couple of years, I think there might be an immediate clash between those two and they can make each other worse and not get to where the Browns need to go. The Browns, even though they got their head handed to them today, the Browns have a chance to be a good football team here in the next couple of years, and Baker Mayfield has a chance to do that. You do have to find the right guy and a guy who mixes well with your quarterback. With Baker, I still think they're going to try to find the right mix. With Sam Darnold and Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy didn't all of a sudden forget how to coach. Don't give me any of that garbage. Might have been just the right time to go where things have been tuned out. And when you have a quarterback that's basically actively working against you, like with what the Monday morning quarterback quarterback story said, how else am I supposed to get something done? If I don't have the trust of the quarterback, we saw this with Dan Reeves and John Elway. If I don't have the trust of the quarterback, we're, we're not going to get the square one here. This is just not going to work. It happens to Green Bay. That means it can happen to anybody. So I think McCarthy would be much better with Sam Darnold. And I think for Aaron Rodgers, you're 4-7-1. and one. You've had a lot of disappointing endings to the postseason since the Super Bowl. We are starting to question about Super Bowls, even though he's been prolific. He's been great. But people have started to question about his credentials since the Super Bowl, which I think maybe he's listening to a little bit too much of. I think he's pressing. I really think he's pressing. When you're cussing at your coach in the first quarter of the game, like we've seen on television there, you're pressing. I think that he sees Father Time coming. He sees some of the young quarterbacks coming up and hovering around him. I think that when he sees that, he sees sharks in the water. 
and he's cost him Mike McCarthy. He's cost Mike McCarthy his job. And we're going to find out now, because make no mistake, this has to be the an Aaron Rodgers guy for the next few years. They can't just go and pick their own guy. This has to be an Aaron Rodgers guy. And if he picks the wrong guy and they don't get over the hump, that's going to stick with him. Let's get to Brian in Chicago. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. How are you doing tonight? Brian, doing well. Go ahead, my friend. Hey, there's two jobs in the NFL that people want. It's the New England job and it's the Green Bay job. We know for a fact New England's going to be Josh McDaniels at some point. So hear me on this and give me 30 seconds. All right. I have a quote. I got you. Go ahead, Brian. David Warren rectifies an embarrassment as a head coach in the NFL. He could probably lead the Packers to at least an NFC championship. Per the players I coach, there's only two jobs Nick Saban would take. New England and Green Bay. Money aside. Wait a minute, I take wait a that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brian, 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 you were breaking up there. I know you were trying to read well, something. Just give me the name. Was it Nick Saban? Is that what you were saying? Yes, sir. So, the strength and conditioning coach in the NFL that I grew up with, and he uh-huh. said that there was only two jobs that Nick Saban would take per the players, and that it was going to be Green Bay and New England, and New England is not an option. And he told me tonight, and I'm, I'm not BSing nothing, he just said that it would be either one of those two positions, and, th- and that Nick Saban would go money aside, would be one of those two spots. What do you think? And Brian, you think I'm going to kill you, don't you? No, no, you seemed a little okay. I wanted to make sure because you know what, and and the guys back. I'm gonna call the guys back out in the studio. I'm gonna call on Antonio and Ryan. They think you're drunk. They think you're nuts. I don't think that. (laughs) I I don't think you're nuts, and I think you're sober. You might have had a few cocktails, but that's your business, not mine, Brian. I think Nick Saban is 67 years old. I don't know about your buddy. I can't confirm any of that stuff. Nick Saban, though, and absolutely. and I understand, and I got, and Brian, I got to let you go because you're you're coming in and out here. I, there was a reason I wanted to take Brian's call. Nick Saban, sixty-seven years old. Nick Saban's Nick Saban has had a plethora of winning in the college football game. He has almost mastered it the way that we master video games, the way that you mastered NCAA football when you were a kid. Nick Saban has taken a video game or made life into a video game for himself. He's ultra competitive. I don't think you can ever rule him out Bruce Arians gets brought up now that he's in the booth his heart gave him problems he left because of health problems Urban Meyer has been brought up to to someday maybe go to the NFL I know he's a bit younger than what Nick Saban is but obviously his health has been brought into question Dabo Sweeney's been brought up there's been a couple of names that have been outliers already I look at Nick Saban I, I don't think I don't think you can ever absolutely say no to Nick Saban I don't think you can do it. And there's going to be people all over the country, certainly Alabama fans who disagree. It's either going to be, one, he uses it as some sort of bargaining chip with Alabama to own them even more, or two, he may very well be interested, and I wouldn't blame him if he was. He's always said since he left Miami, the reason he left Miami, didn't have a quarterback. Knew he couldn't win, didn't have a quarterback, got a job in in college, he knew he could win in college, and he's won a boatload in college. He He has a quarterback in college. So for a guy now who is 67 but is in better shape than any of those 60-plus-year-old guys we're talking about, it it could very well be, I got a 35-year-old quarterback. I got a few years with him. I might have a few years of my own left. By the time I'm 70, he's on his way out. This could be the last shot. 
There's going to be a lot of people who say no to Nick Saban. There, there's a lot of things there that make a bit of sense. Now, they need to go through some roster transitions, but there's some things there that make a bit of sense. 855-2124-CBS. You know what? I'll ask David Steele about that when we come back. Mike McCarthy fired also. We'll get to college football. Kevin Carter will join us. Bill Bender will join us. Got a lot to get to today. And also Kareem Hunt. Listen, I can't condone what the woman said, allegedly said to him, in that hallway. I won't condone any of it. That still doesn't make it excusable for Kareem Hunt. We'll get to that later on. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll welcome on Kevin Carter, former Florida Gator, 14-year NFL vet, looking at some of the tweets at Ken Carmen on Twitter. Matthew Wilson, Ken, it's time for the national media to start pointing the finger at Aaron Rodgers and tell him you quit on Mike McCarthy. This firing has Rodgers' fingerprints all over it, and now he has to face the music. Absolutely. It needs to be your choice. For Brett Favre before, when Mike McCarthy was was hired, you know, Brett Favre didn't seem to be, and there were a lot of articles about that where, where Brett Favre, first he wasn't a wasn't excited about the former coach getting let go. And then with Mike McCarthy coming in, he wasn't thrilled about it. And some things that started to really hit the fan over that time, he was on his way out. The Packers had to choose the right guy for their organization. With this, you know how much a quarterback matters. I think this has to be Aaron Rodgers' choice. And he's gonna his, his legacy isn't going to live and die with it. It's not all of a sudden he's going to become the biggest, worst quarterback ever, ever alive. But this will follow him at the end where guys like us will question at the end if he doesn't get over the hump here now because this is made because of pressure. He is freaking out over the pressure. Let's get to David C. Steele. David Steele from the Sporting News. He never freaks out under pressure, and this guy's on it. Hello, David. How are you? I'm great, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Were you surprised with Mike McCarthy getting canned? Uh, Having it happen today a little bit. But I think that once you saw what happened uh, today, uh, the way that it happened, the way that they lost, who they lost to, the circumstances, you, 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 I think everyone was kind of preparing themselves for something like first thing in the morning, early in the week. It was really hard to imagine and making it uh, all the way to next week because it really felt like this was rock bottom on, on several levels. So what do you think? Well, first off, do you think that Aaron Rodgers shares some blame here? Because you just heard me when I was bringing you on and I read that tweet. I think that he has to have some fingers being pointed at him. He's the leader of the football team. He's the face of the franchise. Uh, He is the franchise at this point, honestly. And I think it was sort of a matter of time uh, before there was going to be some showdown where one one or the other was going to lose. And obviously, since they pretty much locked up uh, Aaron for the rest of his career uh, there in Green Bay, that he was going to be ultimately the winner. So... They were going to have to figure out a way to make this work. And the more the losses piled up, the more these just terrible performances uh, piled up, the, 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 the more likely it seemed like it was going to, you know, it was going to end the way that it did. But, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to really, you know, so much is going to be pointed at him if they hire a new coach and things just continue in the direction that they are. But let's just say this, though. There's a lot wrong with that organization right now. Um, from the drafting, from management, from the, from personnel decisions, a whole bunch of stuff going on right now that is not helping the Packers out. Aaron Rodgers is part of it. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the biggest part of it, but we'll get more of an idea next year because they're almost got to start from scratch at this point because that's, that's a bad football team from top to bottom right now. Well, well, you know, you remember this. Wild Chargers just took the lead. We'll talk about that, that here. That. Well, they just tied it, I should say. They just tied it. Just uh, tied the game, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that here in a second, buddy. But – um. Let me go back to that because 
you know, you go back to the Patriots, and I know if, if a team doesn't have a good quarterback, things can go straight to hell. But this has happened a couple of times, and and we used to we used to applaud Ted Thompson that he only has what two free agents, and and we loved what they did. And all of a sudden, that team that team started to get old real quick. All of a sudden, you blink. Clay Matthews the third is a ten year vet, and now you have to start thinking about replacing some of those guys. And I think that that's starting to weigh on Aaron Rodgers and on his conscience. He turns thirty five today. The injuries have started to mount up, and. And I think that he sees some of those young quarterbacks. I think he sees those guys swimming up next to him as sharks in the water. And he doesn't like that. He does. I don't think he likes some of the criticism between him and Tom Brady and Drew Brees going, how do you only have one Super Bowl? How do you only have yeah. one Super Bowl here, Aaron? Yeah, and that and that's, it, it's, it's almost impossible to ignore that, no matter who you are and how much you're paying attention to that, because it is going to look bad. And it, it, you can't always pin it on the quarterback, because we know the whole legacy and the whole the list of guys who did, either didn't win any or didn't win many as as great as great a quarterbacks as they are. And it was a tremendous thing that they did that that he did when he won that Super Bowl. But you do think that there would be a lot. There would have been a lot closer to more Super Bowls. He would have gotten to a few more. They would have won one more. And it's it's strange to think that there'd be that much of a difference between winning two and winning one. But you think? I mean, if we're looking at this game right now, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has two, and Aaron Rodgers has one. And I don't know anybody who thinks that Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback, you know, in, in, in any by any measure, is better than uh, is, is better than Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, it is a it is a legacy thing. He knows that he's closer to the end than the beginning. He knows that very very recently he has played like the absolute best and has won games by himself. You know, and, and it gets you after a while. You don't want to win games by yourself. You want to have that supporting cast, knowing that you don't have much time left and say, hey, let's just you know, push all the chips in and try to win one or two more and just stay right at that level while I'm still you know, healthy and at the top of my game before it starts to slide off and this contract becomes uh, prohibitive. And it doesn't seem like it's going in that direction for them right now. David Steele, uh, Sporting News, joining us on the show. I thought the best – I'm in Cleveland and immediately people go, Ken, Mike McCarthy, what do you think? <laughs> I think his best – a place he could go is actually when the Jets do let go of Todd Bowles. I assume it's just going to happen. Uh, yeah. When the Jets do let go of Todd Bowles, I think that that would be perfect because I think Baker has trust issues already. He's very headstrong. I, I think that you could be seeing a younger Aaron Rodgers situation there. <laughs> but but Sam Darnold is – eventually he'll be a leader, but he's pretty meek. And I think Mike McCarthy can, can roll up his sleeves and dig in there and really work and mold the type of quarterback that he wants out of the type of talent that Sam Darnold has. Yeah, no, that 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 does make a lot a lot of sense, and and I agree, it makes more sense than it does in Cleveland because they have to be so careful in Cleveland because Baker has pretty much established that he's going to want it his way, and that everyone's going to have to follow his way all the way up to all the way up the chain of command, right to the uh, to the very top. And he has uh, certain people who who uh, he's got in his on his side, like the owner and stuff like that. And I don't know if, if Mike McCarthy wants to get himself involved in a situation like that. You know, I think the Jets have to pick very carefully. I think that Mike McCarthy would be a great fit. I think they do have a lot of options, but I think that he should be one of the first guys they first guys they, that they should call when the time comes to make that decision. You know, they probably put the feelers out already. Mm-hmm. You know, especially after the way the Jets lost today. I mean, I think. A lot of us were sort of expecting to get a two-for deal today after the way they lost to uh, to the Titans. Um, but it, it's going to be really interesting because the, the the number of guy of quarterbacks who are sort of 
on that precipice right now, either they're, they're brand new to the league or they're still really, really young and they've got to make really big decisions about the direction they're going in. You know, it's still pretty small, but there's, there's still significant, uh, you know, number of uh, quarterbacks out there who need to go in the right direction before they're turned off in the wrong direction. So if the Jets were smart, though, he would be the guy they would call. David Steele with us on the show. Follow him on Twitter at David underscore C underscore Steele. Uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I beg your pardon, were in control of this game. It's a 23-23 game. I had something lined up in case they lost tonight, and I still might even get to say it. When when Ben Roethlisberger calls out his wide receivers after he has a almost game-ending interception against Jacksonville, which is a lowly football team, and then he does have a game-ending interception last week in Denver. And you're doing that, and then there's the whole Le'Veon Bell thing that still seems – I think the cloud is dissipating a little bit. I, I see Pittsburgh, and you know what, David? I see Seattle, except that Seattle won a Super Bowl, and you can you can explain that. You can understand that, where guys get the disease of me. Pittsburgh has the problems of a team that's won a Super Bowl, but they don't have the Super Bowl to show it, and I have to lay this at the doorstep of, of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I I agree 100%. It is so strange to look at this that's going on with them right now and think they're acting as if they have already won something. And this was was going on with them last year. Let's let's keep that in mind as well. Now, that's the number one reason I'm convinced, you know, and they they probably would never admit it, but I'm I'm certainly convinced, and I don't know if the management or Mike Tomlin and all those guys would would agree. That's why they lost to Jacksonville and just got run off the field in the playoffs the way that they uh, did. You know, it really should have been just on track to face the Patriots in the AFC Championship game for the Steelers last year, you know, and they didn't get there because of just this weird vibe they had in that locker room among that roster. And Ben Roethlisberger was sort of at the, at the head of all of it. Um, and he was doing a lot of the same things, you know, because he got into a thing with Antonio Brown, you know, early that season in the same sort of way. And it just seems like it's one, been one thing or another this, the entire offseason, throughout this entire season. And you sat and wondered, is it really ever going to catch up to them on the field? They got on that nice streak, and you thought they're going to somehow get past this. And now these last – now we're up to three games where you really start to question whether this is going to, you know, lead to some sort of collapse on the field mm-hmm. for this team, uh, an, an absolutely loaded team, even without Le'Veon and without some of the guys that they've uh, having that full use of this year, you know. It's going to be one of the great underachievements we've seen in a long time, if that's what happens. David Steele with us on the show. Is John Harbaugh, should 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 Steve Bishotti hold on a second about this firing John Harbaugh business here? <laughs> that's it. That's been a funny thing. Because you sitting there <laughs> thinking about it, and you think, oh, wow, maybe, John, maybe pump, pump the brakes on this whole end of the John Harbaugh run. I still think that, I, now we're up to like 11 years or whatever it has been. I, I believe, and I always have believed, you know, in, even across the multiple sports that I've seen, not just the uh, NFL, you know, teams and their coaches, they just sort of run out of time with each other after a while. I think that they just, they get tired of each other. They get, they, they, they reach a certain point where change just has to be made, even if you end up sort of finishing strong or finishing on top or, or whatever. And I feel like even if they continue this run, and even if he pushes all the right buttons with the quarterbacks and rings a playoff spot out of this and gets, you know, Lamar Jackson on track or gets a nice, you know, farewell for, for, for Joe Flacco, somehow makes a happy ending out of this, he should probably just take his cards off the table and leave well enough alone and move on 
And he'd uh, be a guy that his phone would be ringing off the hook in, when, in Cleveland? You know, the moment he leaves. I know you're in that area. I'll tell you this right now, David. I'm in Cleveland. I would I would drag the rickshaw myself out there to go get him. <laughs> I'd do anything I could to get him. I'm dead serious. I think he's a fabulous coach. I think yeah. he's done great with quarterbacks. I think he's done he's not I know he's a special teams guy. I absolutely love him. I absolutely adore him and I'd love to have your trash. I tell you that right now. Uh David yeah. Steele joining us on the show. Should real quick, I only have like ninety seconds, but should Lamar Jackson hold on to that job? Yeah. I I believe he should. I think that that's the right direction for them to go in. I think it's better to make this break now uh, and sort of start, you know, that you, you, put, you drafted in the first round for a reason. You, you, you made this move. It was a pretty bold move as it was for a reason. You want to make that transition, and it's starting off well now. You don't want to, end, you don't want to you know, stop it in its tracks before you know, the possibility of it really turning into something great. So I'd say stick with it. David's still with us on the show. Hey, real quick, who's going to win the national championship? Is it? Uh, does it make any sense to, to to pick against to pick anyone except Alabama? I think it could. You could you could pick somebody in an upset. You can be different. <laughs> Dare to be different, friend. Oklahoma. Ooh. I'm going with Oklahoma. All right, I'll take that, I love, brother. Because only because I love Kyler Murray. That's literally the only reason. I ain't I he great. Win a title. It's hard for after after what Ty, at two attack of all in the game he did. I'm going. I kind of want to give it to Kyler Murray right now. Uh, uh, I know, I know. You're right about that. Plus, he's a two sport guy, and right. the dollars say to go play baseball. But hey, if he wants to come back and play football, what the hell? I know he should probably go play baseball anyway. But that's a different day. David, thank you for the time. Follow this guy on Twitter at David underscore C underscore Steel. David Steele, Sporting News. Thank you for the time, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks again, Ken. The wonderful David Steele joining us on the show. Lamar Jackson staying in charge of the of the Baltimore Ravens. I told Ryan last week I'd give it back to Joe Flacco because I know about Joe Flacco. I know Joe Flacco's tendencies. I'm still waiting for that other shoe to drop for Lamar Jackson. And I could say, well, he's playing bad defenses. He's a rookie. He's a baby. And they're winning football games. Give it to him. Give it credit. Give him credit. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, college football playoffs. They've been decided. Kevin Carter, he'll break it all down for us. Former NFLer, former Gator, analyst on CBS Sports Network. It's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.